1: This
2: is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about skiing more than hot takes. The ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads from the eye in of the, the sky. sky. This, this, is this is Seattle Overload. Is
1: Seattle Overload
0: with your hosts Maddie F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go
1: Welcome to Seattle Overload where the Seahawks are above 500 for the first time since week one. They have beat the Los Angeles Chargers 37-23 to on the road in their most dominant, most complete performance of the season. So naturally, we're really, really excited. Griff, how good was that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, it's amazing what a win can do for the chemicals in your brain, not just for the first 24-hour period, but the following six days uh they're they're four and three now um top of the division every the whole season's wide open now i mean the, the, this if the like defense wide open the division's wide open i'd say like it's <laughs> uh, you could call them favorites at this point in time um
1: favorites yeah
2: slight favorites over the niners i'd say which is a weird thing to say mm. uh, just because that defense even though they got rocked today is still really good Um, it's cool that the offense had a bounce back game and they weren't even, they weren't perfect. I don't even know if we call them great, but if this is what their good is, that's awesome. Um, they did, they did this without DK. Hopefully he's okay. We'll find out the defense is at worst now formidable. I mean, I don't know what they're going to be from here on out every week, but I think we know what they're capable of now. Um, there are a lot of cool things that happened in this game, you know? so a lot to talk about guys what's your general impressions really bummed about dk
0: first of all that's kind of what's mostly on my mind right now uh but overall really really stoked about what this team did and 23 points i think is a little skewed we'll probably get into a lot of that later on in the show uh but this uh this defense was great i thought once again absolutely everything that it you needed it to be um and you know it wasn't a great day for geno uh some underthrows, some overthrows stuff like that um had some interior pressures all that we'll get into all of that but uh i think you still got to feel pretty good about what this offense did 200 plus yards of uh rushing ken walker obviously leading the charge on that he had a great day um this team is is in a really good spot right now and uh you know, this is a this is a really good thing to happen as well. I think you know because trade deadline happens before the next game, so yeah. Um, it, it being in first place in the NFC West and kind of understanding where your year is at at this point, that's a really good thing because if they think that they need you know to add a piece here, especially on the wide receiver front, if DK is going to be out for uh, an extended period of time, hopefully not, um, they can do that. They can do that and obviously they have the ammo to do that so yeah mm. maddie yeah, think, what do you think
1: well well i tweeted out the seahawks suffer injuries to key players make silly mistakes have weird officiating and still blow out a four and two charges team on the road because that's what happened that's what we watched right now, there pretty damn cool so the key injuries uh or the injuries to key players Let's deal with that first. So we've already mentioned DK Metcalf. Carroll says in his post game press conference they have done an X-ray which showed nothing but they need to do an MRI uh, and some more tests back in Seattle, which he obviously couldn't do. And if DK's landed funny and he, he thinks it feels weird, you know, he knows his own body. So that is majorly concerning. What is encouraging is obviously how Juno came in, looked really good with Marquise Goodwin uh, and all that good stuff. Then they lost Phil Haynes to uh, concussion. Which was spotted by the individual concussion spotters. Spotted by the spotters, and it's you know good that they were doing their job because the Seahawks hadn't noticed that was the thing. I didn't notice when that happened either, but he clearly was looking a bit woozy, and they they just pulled him. So good work, and they also lost special teams captain Nick Bellore to a concussion. Uh, Thankfully, Chenan Nuosu he got um, injured. It looked like, but it was actually just a calf cramp. Mm-hmm. And Carroll confirmed that after the game. So you know the, that's the injuries to the key players, and hope hopefully the you know hopefully Metcalf like bruised his knee in a weird way, <laughs> but that turf people yeah. were going down on it, and I think it was actually the opposite corner of the end zone to Metcalf's injury that uh, J C Jackson uh, unfortunately suffered what looked yeah. like a terrible injury, yeah, non contact turf. But, but clearly that turf is just a joke, and and Ryan Neal afterwards he's saying about. We should probably play on grass, uh, which, yeah. uh, I, I i mean, it makes sense. Anyway, the positives. Uh, I actually thought Gino played a bit better. Uh, well, I definitely better than last week. Uh, and I thought yeah. a lo- this, to me, was very clearly like when he was sacked. and He was sacked twice, right? Twice, right. When he was sacked, it wasn't there was no question that it was the O-line. It wasn't him holding the football. Um, yeah. And then it seemed like he was reading the plays right. And there was a lot of, well, not a lot of, but there was a few near misses, you know, downfield where you're like, that's a great idea. It's just not quite come off. And then I thought he made some terrific throws. And, you know, it was nice that Seattle, when they when they got down in the red zone, they were, they were two for four 50% rather than completely stalling like last week.
2: And it it probably could have been three for four if Fant rallied or, um, if he was able to catch that one over route ball. Yeah. That was an incredible throw. That would have been the best throw of the game right there.
0: I'm also interested to see on, um, the last trip that they got into the red zone when, um, at least I think it was the last trip into the red zone where, uh, on, remember um, when Gino threw it to the back of the end zone and Callahan almost picked it off? Yeah, uh, almost got both feet in. The second yeah. play after that with uh, with Walker, uh, where Wa- Walker bounced it to the outside. I kind of wonder if there was some yardage that he um, left on the table there up the middle.
1: Right, he's still he's still much. making the but, odd yeah. play like that, isn't he? Where it's like um, that's probably not how yeah. it's supposed to look. And and this game was cool because. There was a lot more shotgun running, which maybe that was Walker influence. Maybe that was Waldron kind of just staying tendency fresh, but... I think that's what it was, but it could be both, actually. Probably a bit of both, right? Like, nothing's ever that simple, but um, really cool. But defensively, right? Because the offense was good, but the defense, I think, was great, so... Way before, yeah. you know, before, like, the Chargers had done that last drive where, you know, ticky-tacky, like, was Nwosu offside? I don't think so. Was that a helmet-to-helmet hit on the defense? Not really. You know, fine. Have that. Have that touchdown. You, you didn't really earn it, but fine. They were, like, they, were just, they flashed a graphic up where the Chargers had, like, 222 yards. Um, <laughs> In in the game with with Justin Herbert and you know Mike Williams was out there, Austin Eckler was out there. Keenan Allen tried to go, obviously he he ended he ended up not being able to play through his hamstring. But you know th- this was a pretty fully stocked Chargers team of an offense still. And yeah, they struggled against Denver, but for Seattle to do this is is you know Denver's no joke of a defense, and for Seattle to do this in t- difficult circumstances, right? Like the the second time we, I talked about silly mistakes, the second touchdown they allowed comes after a bizarre uh, DeShquidge fumble, where he's obviously so worried about trying to run the toss play that he forgets to secure the football uh, and actually, you know, catch it, um, and that sort of thing. Uh, the Chargers averaged four point eight yards a play, which that includes the the end of the thing, which that would that would I think be on course for best defense in the league, if you extrapolated that to the whole season, like better than any any defense. That's really, really good numbers. Um, obviously, they picked off Herbert once. So, Griff, I'm very excited to dig into the the defensive film. Oh, oh, and also I'd be remiss not to mention their the fourth down efficiency numbers as well, where the Chargers went for it three times and got one.
2: Yeah. Um like this game defensively showed so much that they didn't just play another good game, right? They 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 did so kind of still living in that same schematic world with the same main stuff, the same change ups, which we'll talk about more on the um the uh the, the the tape recap podcast coming up on Thursday. But like we're seeing we're seeing the the stalwarts like you know your core Jordan Brooks and Diggs and stuff doing their thing making plays being who you want them to be um you've got the, the rookies Tariq Cole and Kobe Bryant keep making plays I mean again they're not perfect they're still growing but they're they're making plays playing the rules which is really important too especially in zone and then they're really hammering out when to use who and what situations between Cody Barton and Ryan Neal and Josh Jones and those three guys are giving them pretty much everything they could want them to be. Um, and then like also because their skill set overlap, you know, strong safety and, and linebacker, right, that gi- it gives that gives Clint hurt such um, um, that gives Clint hurt such flexibility because I mean, Cody Barton is matching seams all the way downfield. you know he's getting under stuff in play action. he had a great game. And then Ryan Neal's doing the same thing, um, and then of course also he can press up on a on a tight end, um, and so you, you because you can because there's some interchangeability there, like just enough it means that Clint Hurt can be super flexible in what call uh, he trots out there, r- irrespective of what personnel package he has out there. So it's just it's further giving him more flexibility. You're not giving the offense any tells based on. Um, You know what your personnel package is and that lets him further kind of you know it it, it's the whole being greater than the sum of your parts thing right but now on defense like we talked about with waldron and gino on offense now on defense it's you can let you can let the the how you sequence calls benefit the players and the players doing well within that benefit the play calls and stuff and it's like they, they have a they have a big picture and also should be said the defensive line is just coming alive I mean, yeah they're just beating guys they're just and that goes Dar- hand Darryl in hand
1: with, that goes most- hand in hand with that right as well you know with right the, absolutely the, with the with the play calling also the inc- the coverage right and i find it interesting i think the fact that Eckler goes uh nine uh rushes for 31 yards but more than that um 12 receptions for 96 yards. So there isn't like a, a crazy average, but they're checking it down to him. Um, but despite that, the charges only go five for 15 on third down. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. that, that sort of illustrates the point in a statistical way and that they're they're moving the weak point around well enough. Um, and then the rush is winning. And Griff, you're impressed by the rush.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm curious to see if it's more of like, even though the four-man rush benefits more in four down, which the four-man rush was good when they went four down in, in obvious passing situations. But, um, I also wonder if it's benefiting whoever the, the, the edge rusher is that is rushing when they're in bear spacing uh, because they're getting the protection calls that benefit or that lend themselves to getting one-on-ones. Um, and I'm also curious to see if they're manipulating getting, um, uh, one guy one-on-one that the, the offensive line isn't expecting to rush. So kind of like dropping the, the strong side linebacker to the side of the nickel or dropping the, the linebacker that's on the same side as the nickel when they're not expecting it. And you kind of get the same thing as that, um, you know, the bonus fire zone spacing, even though it's not technically that cool. Yep. Anyway, um, there's, there's mean, just lots, a lot of that going on. You get the identical spacing, yeah. yeah You're yeah. maybe not attacking... The protection the exact same way but yeah everything else yeah. is the same and, um also but it's really important because think about it how do you play rip liz to a two by two formation when you're in bear right whether it's whether it's stick or penny whatever they call it now because mm-hmm. how do you who's your second hook defender if you're playing sky rotation because you want to carry seams but you also want to defend the run in bear you have to drop that that hook defender so that's why I think we see it mostly as a trips check for that, for that reason. But if you're not activating your hook defenders anyway to get depth, right? Mm-hmm. It might as well drop that strong side linebacker who's just really playing the check down for the most part. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I'm really curious to see how this all mixed together because I feel like the players are playing well in Clint Hurt, Sean Desai, Carl Scott, they have completely figured out their formula
1: and what they're going to work out of now um they did um they did sprinkle in a bit more even down on, on earlier downs which i think was probably they were playing with a bit of a lead but also sure herbert dropped back 51 times completing 33 passes so
2: <laughs> also is brian mona just a pass rusher now like what's, what's happened the last that's so random. i think it's in part because he's getting the bare front gives him one-on-ones he's not like doing he's not doing the job of the nose tackle in the four man rush where you just want to soak up a center and a guard right so other people he's getting a one-on-one with the center and he's just bull, bull rushing the crap out of him yeah two weeks in a row so that, that's pretty cool right yeah he's just moving dudes He's what like, do you um, think it's uh it was
0: fantastic today i mean you mentioned it the five for 15 on on third downs that's huge and on top of that the one for three on on fourth downs i mean that that's the ball game right there um did we mention uh mike jackson yet did either one of you mention mike jackson he had a great game today as well obviously had the drop pick that would have been yeah. game over right there uh, right there but uh overall he had some really nice reps some really big reps today um ryan neal is 509 adventures uh mentioned uh in the comments was just all over the place today he was fantastic like they they have uh, to 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 um griff's point it just seems like they have a good mix now they they've kind of found their groove and how they want to use personnel and it's just really really working for him and yeah the pass rush was uh was just getting to herbert all day obviously it's going to be really difficult to get him down and even you know Pete talked about that earlier uh, earlier this week, but you know overall they um, they were all, they were able to get uh, consistent enough pressure on him, and you know really what the, you know he completed what thirty three of his fifty one passes, but most of those you know the, and you can see it in the yardage and everything. It's just little dink and dunk shots they're limiting stuff they're they're getting to the ball too and the tackling is not as much of an issue now that's the big thing too right is like they're actually making tackles now they're not allowing extra yardage that shouldn't be there overall there was a couple missed tackles today in open field situations but you know you can excuse that overall though they've gotten that handled and now that they're getting back to the basics just schematically it's just really working for them, and, and the personnel that they're using right now is just matching up very well. And so, you got to feel really confident about this. Obviously, the Chargers right now, you know, they're banged up, including Herbert, and they're kind of just in hell right now overall as a team. But you know, I, I think this is something that can be sustained. And, and like you said earlier, Griff, if this is, you know, at, at, at worst they're at least you know they're they're serviceable as a defense right now. That's
1: good enough to win ball games with the way that this offense is playing right now. So here's a juicy number. The mm. Seahawks time of possession was 33 minutes, 57 seconds. The Chargers' time of possession was only 26 minutes, three seconds. And so that speaks to the complimentary football that was taking place. And it's also nice because obviously Seattle has had some moments where they've been on the flip side of that in, in recent memory. Now, are we done with the defense? Because um, I no, want to talk about um oh, we, no.
2: we should we should mention we should um circle back to what Ty said about Ty Jackson. So or not Mike Jackson rather um, Ty Jackson
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah oops um so neither Sidney Jones or Artie Burns were active this week and that was after Sidney Jones was and Artie Burns was the previous week. Um and now they, they, I think one or both of them showed up on the injury report again, but it's just commentary that like Mike Jackson has been holding them off even when they have been healthy and he's been getting better, you know? So, I mean, he might've just locked down left corner this week for good. They might just be saying you're the dude now, which is pretty cool. Undrafted free agent journeyman. He had a, you know, splash game last year, but no one really thought he was going to be in the mix. Right. But now he's He's locked it down. I mean, it's like with DJ Reed, right? DJ Reed was a waiver wire pickup. I don't know if Mike Jackson's going to be at that level, but the dude's playing well. He's he's taking mm-hmm. care of the fade ball. He can contest now on. He's trusting himself to not play too high against minus splits where he likes to give a lot of room, a lot of cushion. Right? Like remember Chris Alave, um had some comeback or um, curl routes on him. He can contest the out routes and the, and the you know the comebacks and stuff. It's like. All right, if that's what they're getting from him i'll take it you know so pretty cool yeah, yeah well um... this
1: is
0: what this is what maddie and i were talking about on wednesday right was like what is kind of the um the reason for putting sydney jones on the on, on the trade block right is it did mike jackson actually lock this thing up do they just feel confident in the depth i think it's the former i think mike jackson has this thing locked up right now with the way that he's playing this was his best game to me yeah, I agree. Well, the
1: fact you haven't noticed him like from a broadcast until this game for a bit, and for this game, it's for positive reasons, albeit a dropped yeah. interception. Like right. you know, that's a pretty good indicator. And like he was always he was always technically sound. Like I I quite liked him. It was just uh, I mean probably just acclimatizing to the you know what's going on out there against like first string guys because he's never done that before um yeah and there's just so much to talk about the defense and we will cover it in the film podcast as well but they seem to get so many tipped footballs their rush plan seems so good each week for like what type of quarterback they're playing what type of offense they're playing and they're all sort of working together and how cool was it seeing bruce Irvin draw a holding penalty with a bit of a floppy sort of dive at the end but also, he was active and yeah. he was setting the edge and he was in on yeah. passing down. So they trust him in that sense as well. And he was giving Dow Taylor a breather. His, like That's just awesome.
2: I, I I agree. I mean, yeah, agreed. And when, when you said setting the edge, he, when they're in too high and they're in bare, I mean, he's effectively, he can basically two gap. He can set the edge and work back inside. And he had like three tackles where he worked back inside into the C gap or D gap. And it's like, if, if your edge can do that, that lets your safety, you know, be even more pass first than he already is. So And Nwosu can do that really well, too. So, um yeah, it's it's good stuff all around.
0: Before we get into the offense, mm. what did the Chargers do to the Seahawks? Gino was talking shit to the sideline. Jason Myers yeah. was talking shit to the sideline. What yeah. was going on? What what was that all about? We had Khalil
2: Mack like trying into to fight
0: it. Kenneth uh, uh, Kenneth Walker. Like, what yeah. what was going on today?
1: It's
2: good stuff, is what it was. Uh, yeah, it's great. yes,
1: they're out there. They were competing. They just lost. They're competing. They're they're competing yeah. their fricking tails off. Yeah. Um. So offense wise, I guess the the big news is Kenneth Walker coming in for Rashad Penny, and what is his second week as a starter now. Twenty three attempts for one hundred sixty eight yards. <laughs> 7.3 yards per carry, 74-yard long run for a touchdown and two touchdowns overall. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And he, Walker's getting it done, like, from the gun and and under center gap zone.
1: And, do you know, the, the scary thing is I actually think, you know, there's still plays where you're like, mm. Right. You know, he hasn't read that quite right, or there's the the tempo and, and pacing of that's a bit off. Like, you you should just hit the hole here. And but it's it's, like...
2: it's still steadily improving though, but you still right. see it though. I, I agree.
1: So a bit weird, Griff, that you reacted so you know strongly when they spent a second round pick on him.
2: Yeah. Um I, uh, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Pour it on me. And I just I did just um tweet out a stream of consciousness uh, about my thoughts oh. about the pick. I said oh, great. specifically In a vacuum, Kenneth Walker was a bad process pick. In context, it wasn't a bad process pick, but maybe not a good one either. In result, it was a good pick. Um, So you're covering your bases. (laughs) I am absolutely hedging. I can't be killed. Um, I mean, (laughs) like I'm of the mind that draft the you know if you want to draft your running back take the best one available like in the third round unless you think it's right. someone who's like really good out of the backfield or something like receiving like McCaffrey or Kamara or something because mm-hmm. so I think they're game breakers well, um and in,
1: interest game breakers right so interestingly uh Penny had like the most explosive runs by like a mile in college and they took him in the first round which I mean right I wasn't that, a fan of that right then Kenneth Walker was the same He didn't quite have quite as many as Penny. I think Penny's like top ten in college football history. Walker's like top thirty. But like, they still they clearly look for if they're going to do it, they look for that dude. And that kind of game breaking ability does not exist in the latter rounds. Yeah, and or wrongly, that's just how it.
2: Right, and for me, it's like I'm reevaluating. Like, if there are, if they if they do hit explosives at a, a. obscene rate then you maybe you should be taking a look earlier the other thing though is that the context of the pick they had they didn't have that many holes and people kept talking about them like they had all these holes and whatever holes they did have they filled that draft anyway and i think they were right they they, they bet that there wouldn't be important players taken between walker and lucas and they were right because lucas was still available and there were still like Three or four more starting quality prospects at right? Tackle they got left, it right. Because anyway. I, I, they I think right. I
1: was, I mean, we were saying about quarterback, right? Which is a different conversation. And with what they've got in Gino, they were right on that. Okay. Now, uh, the other option was I was saying, hey, we'll do a, what about Lucas here? Because they, you know, they, they're taking Maffei, who was at the bottom of their perceived edge group, um, because they missed out on, or th- maybe they didn't miss out on, but we felt Ebuchetti was the best prospect. Some in the building did, but there was a bit of a uh, slight disagreement on that between him and Maffei. But yeah, it's, it's worked out. But th- this game, right? That that toss touchdown. I mean, that was like that was like peak Seahawks. In the you, you know they were leading by fourteen, I think. And then you know it's just it's just put the victory on ice. Like that, that was a really uh, a, a special moment. Tie. Yeah yeah
0: that was i mean that's the way that you want to do it right like there was so many plays in this that it was just like you know pete's loving this like the kenneth walker run where he was stopped i don't know three four yards short of the uh of the sticks and then lucas kind of helped push him uh with uh kenneth murray on his back all that stuff i mean that's just that's pete Carroll ball right there like and being able yeah. to finish this game the way that they did dj dallas getting that first yeah. down all that like that's just that, he that, had that's five point eight carry, carry, Dallas.
2: Five Dallas was great. Carry. He looked, he looked, yeah.
0: he looked good today. He looked fast. He looked quick. He's, like he's, he's been looking which good is weird this season, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like he looked quicker in preseason, the quicker than we've seen him. Um, like yeah, he hits was, the hole.
0: Like
1: he hits the hole pretty hard, actually. Right so now. yeah,
2: like. I agree. Yeah.
1: So the other man who stepped up today in a big way after Metcalf's injury was Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he had five mm. targets, four receptions, 67 yards, 16.8 average, uh, a long of 23 and two receiving touchdowns. And this is great because in the on the tape the last few weeks, I think I said it in our last tape podcast, Griff, Anti, Um I think I said he's getting open downfield and it would be nice to see him get used a bit more because he's getting open. And lo and behold, mm. it did take Metcalf going out, although the first one Metcalf was still in the game. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he he got some targets, and I mean that first touchdown was beautiful. Like Gino's Reddit it was quarter quarter half, and good was to the cover four side. Whereas the outermost receiver to cover four, even though it's trips, you're basically one on one with that cornerback. Right. Um, it's base basically like zero. Um, <laughs> and it makes a hell of a throw on like a like an old school fade where he runs down and then bends it to the right. the outside. Uh unbelievable touch timing they clearly and, have a chemistry right because then on the yeah. next one the high point where unfortunately jc jackson gets injured there's a chemistry going on there as well just great stuff griff yeah
2: is I mean, we we talked about how in, at the end of the you know in the little preview portion for the last episode we talked about how that's where the opportunities are going to come right back backsided trips against their yeah. coverages but i i thought it'd be the dk and it ended up being the Marquis Goodwin. i'm also cooling my jets a little bit on them and wanting them to make a trade for a receiver um just because more or cooks might be available. But I mean Goodwin looked good though. I mean he's been, he actually when he's been used he's been looking good not just vertically but like breaking horizontally and stuff and maybe they should be using him even more.
1: Right because it's um, the good problem is they're script, trying to all that. Yeah, yeah then the problem is they're trying to balance it with like eskridge who's like you know a slightly similar type. Right, and it's like right. we don't want to hurt Eskridge's development, but also the thirty-two-year-old, what something-year vet in in Goodwin does bring a bit more to the table. Right, and I'm still um, not out on
2: Eskridge, even with the the weird the weirdness of this game for him, because none of that had anything to do with his actual development as a receiver. Right, are still not good plays though. No, um,
1: no. At a certain point, you have to sort of make a play, right? Anyway, yeah. That's that. Let's not. Yeah. Uh, Let's not let's not get negative. So I actually thought Tyler Lockett had one of the best games I've seen him have, and yet he only All had right. a stat line of seven receptions for forty-five yards. Because he, his hands today were like on a different level, as almost like DK going out or whatever. He was like, "Do you know what? I need to step up here and and like there were some clutch catches. There was that the third down, uh, the third down on, the on right like zone. the was that like the uh, the what you call it the choice route where, I think yeah. it was choice, where he like runs uh like out and then in on like an angle almost pattern, and uh really great catch. The dig catch, I think it was a dig. Yeah, where, it was. It was dagger. Yeah, Gino rifles it and I'm like, oh my god, that's going to be a pit. And and then yeah. the pat- camera like flashes across and it's like in the fetal position with the football clutch there. you like, yeah. wow, that is <laughs> a big boy's throw.
2: That's why, okay, that's why I'm going on and on about Guys like more cooks though because that Gino wants to throw that. And like you want you want redundancy with Lockett in this offense. You don't want redundancy with Dude. DK because you're already Brandon accommodating with DK would be so good in this offense. <laughs> yeah. It'd be it'd be terrifying. And, and, and also
1: know, guys, come on. But
2: also good because Cooks can go vertical more. It's just he didn't when he was with LA because of Goff. He went vertical with uh the previous quarterback for the Houston Texans. That doesn't need to be mentioned. Um, but it just shows that the guy can move downfield. So you you get the full route tree with cooks. Anyway, I'm not getting it. We've got good one. We're we're good. Um,
1: we already and, have a cook and his name is Gino. That's right. Uh, so it. it was
2: really cool. Like the subjective narrative stuff, right? You know, like they've had second half troubles, not in every game. They've had some good second halves this year, but this was another one where they, they really like they stayed alive in the second half this game. And especially it was good to see them rebound, like the resolve they have after the second quarter lulls uh, to kind of bounce back in the third and fourth quarter. Um, I mean, and that goes for the defense too. But like this team just didn't quit. They just didn't die, which is cool to see. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, I and, tweeted. and and it could have been better, right? Like this wasn't a perfect yeah. game from them. Mm-hmm. It was just a fact where they, you know, counteracted a few of the... Past problems like you said, Griff, and uh, you know, they played a bit more complete and complementary, but they still made some really like poor mistakes and they got bad luck on the I mean Gino's pick, bad luck probably should have been defensive pass interference. Uh and a tip is is, you know, that's the real fluky. Like turnovers are fluky yeah. and, and random and sporadic, but a tip is especially like that. Uh I guess his late throw. That one's on him, yeah. To Asante Samuel, yeah. but great then play by Samuel though. It was a great play. I think he sort of established that as a tendency. In like, if if you were like a DB coach, you'd be like, "Hey, when it's like third and long, and we're showing a pressure look, or it's just third and long, Gino's going to go for the sideline. Uh, you know, comeback hitch or out route. Like that's his favorite thing. He's right so." I think he, he probably needs to mix up a bit them. and he got away with that one. But
2: Or you just trade for that. Calvin Ridley and who runs those routes mm. at will and you can throw it like three seconds before he even gets out of his break and he catches it every time. Griff, just... we'll
0: talk about that in February. We'll talk about that in February. Okay. Okay. Chill, 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 okay. chill. That time yeah, Calvin can't you're, play this year, Griff. You're, you're, you're you're, are of that time, I still don't know, can
2: contracts be moved if it's like voided or whatever or suspended? I have no idea what the rule is. Can you trade for a Wait, does he does,
0: did, does he get an extra, like, does he get to play his, his final year out next year? Ty, was or is he a free agent? Ty, uh, okay, what what what, 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 okay, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right, you're right. You're just your not right. I, yeah, I'm not in indul- I, I, I mess, all right, rookie mistake, rookie mistake. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm so glad that they were able to finish in this game as an offense to go for the kill shot and actually get it. You know with the big uh with the big walker run you know i tweeted yeah. like they needed an fu drive to in this game because you don't want to give someone like justin herbert in that offense no matter how banged up it is no matter how banged up herbert is any sort of chance to get back into this game don't yeah. do it just step yeah. on their throats because also you know you don't know and like i like we're being positive here on the show about the defense and everything that they've done in the last couple of weeks, but you never know when things might go south again. Who knows? For sure. right? sure. This looks sustainable, but you never know. So don't give them an opportunity. Don't let that idea even sneak into the back of your head. So that was great to see them just finish this thing <laughs> off, it's, put uh... it out of put it out of reach with a, like whatever seven minutes left or whatever it was in this game
2: that was high it's it's uh, it's as with respect to what you're talking about it kind of reminds you of the Seattle Mariners doesn't it the, that uh, that resolve that never say die no that's I mean true. that I'm that's not true. trolling that's, I'm saying
0: yeah that's true that's true like that's true don't... it's just just here in the name sorry it's just here in the, hey, know, the, the Seahawks Mariners last don't... long in the playoffs though right <sighs>
2: hey the seahawks okay that would be a that would be a moral victory just like this whole season was a moral victory for the mariners though
0: that, that's thank you thank you griff my heart anyway. my heart is still in pain but yes yeah. no I, I i think yeah yeah you you do see a little bit of that right you see that resiliency you see that respondence to uh to adversity if you will right this yeah. uh yeah imagine the,
2: the yeah, no, I'm Go like, ima- ima- imagine, sorry, but imagine the defense on the same note with how badly they started. Yeah. And and where they are now, like, mentality-wise, they probably feel like, they probably feel invincible at the moment, but the right kind of invincible, not like a conceited invincible, like anything is possible
1: invincible. Uh, it, um, you'd rather have it this way. I mean, you wouldn't, because you'd lost No, you games. wanted to start but, off better. But, 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 but I think in the long run, that toil... The hardship, it's a good thing. There there seemed to be a real unit of accountability where the defensive players are growing into it. and Pete Carroll had a great sideline game. Like there was him when they went seventeen nothing up, he was like uh he was like woo okay. and uh I need what? to I need to get a gift of that. It was it was incredible. And, we uh, need
2: to get a gif of you doing that. Well,
1: no, we need to get yeah, guys. Yeah, we guys, do. we're we're on, uh, we're on the YouTube, uh, as Pete would say. Um, but Pete, but I—it's so good seeing Pete happy, but also you know, then they go seventeen nothing up. And then the charges come roaring back, and you're sort of thinking, "Oh, is it going to go into one score territory again throughout the game?" And they just keep putting up the points, keep stopping the charges. It's like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, it's actually complete football!" Like both sides yeah. are, are playing yeah. their thing, and they're they're going to go finish his game and do well. And then Pete Drift, I, I want to hear your take. He like uh, gestures oh, right. down his chest at Gino. Now, I, th- mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, that was to tell Gina to stay composed because yeah, he no, was he literally was. like flipping off the Chargers side. Like, amazing. Yeah. And he marched down the field on a 10 minute drive. Yeah. On a 10 minute was, was... drive. Gina and it was, you know, Gina was they very kicked much field doing goal. this. But that, yeah. was, that was baller, that drive. Yeah. That was yeah. absolute baller. Uh, like, it wasn't his fault he took a sack. Like, uh, unfortunately, Kerr got beat one on one by a spin move from third and four yeah. uh, uh, inside the 20 at least. But, um, By the way,
0: this isn't the first time we've seen Gino talking shit to another sideline.
1: No, he loves like, it. I mean, on the I, broadcast it has been play. pointed out that he he did used to play with the Chargers, and so did Jason Myers. So that was probably the spicy element.
2: Interesting, interesting. Um, but like, really? I mean, like, but but
0: none of those, like, hardly any of the people what? on that sideline. Like,
1: was like right? Telesco there just, like, <laughs> hanging at the back?
2: Did he see the GM on the sideline? I mean, yeah, but no, you're right. They refused to U-turn. They stayed the course. They have refused to emotionally U-turn. They stayed on message and uh, it was it was awesome that they put I together I
0: need a, I need a gif of Maddie's face just now when you said you turn <laughs> Yeah someone someone please
1: clip that It brings back clip that, that. chat <laughs> clip that please clip that Ch- chat um, clip that
2: sure. um chat, <laughs> let's get some ones in the chat <laughs>
1: That's a great clip <laughs> Um
2: but uh yeah so that was awesome. By the way, on the, the let's let's segue or let's use Curhan as a jumping off point to talk about how the tackle play generally was this game. Mm. Thought Lucas and Cross were awesome. Like I don't know why Cross loses loses on a power move to Majay Sanders last week when the previous week he was staking pretty well against Marcus Davenport. And now he's playing Khalil Mack and he's like not giving Mac anything. So that's just Hilarious. I guess that's rookies for you, like variants, right? So much is yeah. so much is reading the bull rush, and he was ready for it. Um, Dude, the, the he had his a
0: really, was really, solid. really he had a really nice rep against Khalil on. Um, I think it was the first or second drive of the game where Gino overthrew DK on the sideline, and DK had the OPI called on mm. him. Yeah, he had a really nice rep, uh, cross it against uh, Khalil Mack. It was
1: awesome, and nice. Mack was upset because I think. Really, he was losing most of <laughs> most of his reps. Yeah. I have to watch the tape back to that's, confirm, that's a good but point. Uh, but yeah, and also, you know, Cross didn't panic when he got speed rush from Van Noy. He just put his consistent depth, and you know, worked around it again. You know, they're they're working a the relationship out between the two that the, the, the chemistry is still building uh, further and further, which is great. Uh, we also uh, we we saw uh, John Schneider. He was he was at uh, he was at the stadium. Looked mm-hmm. well,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. He was. Well. Uh, he he looked like he was enjoying the football game. Good color uh, in his as, face, yeah. As as we all were, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, equally enjoying the football game. Oh yeah, uh, you were like,
1: especially enjoying it, Ty.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I was having a good time watching this football game. It was a good yeah. game. Um, a lot of stuff happening. You know, I'm. I'm. You know, I, while we're very much defense centric here on the show, I, I am kind of an offensive guy a little bit. Just you are very offensive. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's a whole another discussion. I mean, you're one to talk, though, you obnoxious, toxic piece of shit. Um, but yeah, this was um, uh, Schneider looked like he was having a great time. Uh, you know, I was having a really great time though when I saw that throw that Geno Smith made to uh to Noah Fant there in the uh, red zone that Fant unfortunately did not catch, but that was another uh, insane throw by Geno. Uh, Yeah, that's what I was
1: saying at the start. Like, it was actually close to being, you know, like four or five touchdown kind of deal here. And I don't really Mm -hmm. think it was Gino's fault that, you know, it wasn't his missed opportunities. It just didn't quite come together, which, you know, that happened. You still put up 37 points.
2: Yeah, good stuff. Um, What else do we need to talk about? oh uh, i'm surprised we stopped oh. ourselves from talking about the the neil interception but anyway go ahead well Tyler. that was
1: so that That's... was so simple wasn't it like yeah, it yeah. Hit, i i didn't understand what that was like, jo- jordan,
0: jordan brooks hook drop
2: jordan brooks hook drop. so i think i think they were because they were playing cover two and i think herbert had the assumption they were playing half quarter quarter so they were assuming that neil as the dime back and the underneath was a flat defender and he just assumed he wouldn't be in the picture at all so I think he didn't see Neil at all and then he thought he so could. He just... was the backside curl I think so
1: but then I thought oh and it was it was trips away wasn't it and they yeah just, cover so I,
2: I think he thought he was just out of the picture completely and then he thought well I can beat Brooks on I can put this in front of him but Brooks just his zone drop was just too good he was just underneath it so if Neil didn't pick it Brooks would or at least bat it down um and, and Herbert Herbert makes those throws all the time where it looks like it's not open, but he fits it over or just past the linebacker, right? Um so I mean a great play by both of them. If anything, Brooks forced the ball to be put ahead further than Herbert would have wanted to, and Neil read it like a drum too, and got underneath it to make the play. So that's just collective zone defense being. Read awesome. it
1: like a drum.
2: Played it like a drum, read it like a book. Let me U-turn on that one because I'd like, li- like to take it back. Um, anyway, Seahawks are good now.
1: Question yes. mark. Four and
2: three.
1: exclamation
2: no, mark. The, the, no, the Seahawks
0: are good now, period. Exclamation point. The Seahawks are Whatever. good
1: now. Exclamation point. The, the,
0: fir- the first place Seattle Seahawks, folks, because the Rams don't play this week. So they're, they stay at three and three. 49ers lost. Cardinals won, but the... Seahawks of course have the uh, tiebreaker on them and also they're just uh, game up on them. Uh but more and importantly the, Rams, the Seahawks the right now
1: ho- the Rams host the 49ers next week.
0: Mm. More importantly though, if the um if the season were to end today and of course it's not, not for another eh, few weeks, the Seahawks would have the uh, sixth overall pick in the draft.
2: And if not you because look at of their the- own pick Look at the teams ahead of them. You could argue that four of the five in front of them would take a quarterback or hmm. need a quarterback. Imagine
1: needing a quarterback. That is that is yeah. weird.
2: Things that are actually. getting really interesting. So if Denver will, keeps losing. Will Denver Anderson. take a quarterback at six? They don't have. They don't get to pick at six.
1: Oh, at you're eight. right. Damn Liverpool. it. Silly me. They do need yeah. a quarterback, though. Right. Um. So the Seahawks play the Giants next week. And that's a big one because five and one New York, no six and one New York. This six and terrible. one, six 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 Still seems hard to believe, but Dable is doing a hell of a job coaching them up, and yeah, that's a kind of different offense, which we will preview. But there's a lot of um, interesting formations, kind of a mobile threat, intelligent stuff. So, so until that, are point,
0: we real quick? Are we in hmm. let's fly mode already, or? do the seahawks yep. have to beat the giants for us to be like let's fly
2: what do we feeling? um
1: well the giants to start losing right
2: if if they beat if they beat the giants and hold them below their average like offensive average like firmly below it i don't have to dominate them because they're scoring a lot of points right now then i think you start talking about the seahawks having within them to make a deep playoff push if they beat the Giants. Like if they beat the Giants, they could be in a, they should be an eleven and six team, assuming they're good enough to beat the Giants. And if you're an eleven six team, you can do damage in the playoffs. But I don't know, one game at a time, right?
1: Didn't I predict this you game t- is thirty one seven?
2: You did actually.
1: Oh, uh, that was so close! Like you were
2: because but, um, to take away the safety and take away the points off turnovers, and who knows where this game goes?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't. About I, don't th- I don't think.
2: I don't think they're scoring more than 14 16
1: points without the turnovers. So close, but and yet that's so not far. how
2: life works.
1: Well, football is full of if buts and maybes, and that's if, that. If if,
0: if and it's buts a game of Maddie, it's a
2: game of if yes, if, if and buts yards, were but... if if and buts were candied nuts, we'd all be snacking like kings. But they're not, so.
1: Oh, I like that one. That's that's very good. We don't we don't have that in the UK.
2: That's how the saying goes over here.
1: Oh right. That's really interesting.
2: Do do you have candied nuts in the UK,
1: Maddie? That sounds like a UK thing. Uh yeah, but I feel like we call it something else. Um, mm. 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 Anyway. Well, on that note. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you're on the YouTube, please do like the video. We can see you. We appreciate you all tuning in, as I've already said. And subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you're listening, download the podcast. Please give us a five star review. We will be back Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when you listen and tune in, with the Thai Matty, maybe Griffin, Newsy, press conferency, Seahawks one again, and uh Denver Broncos update podcast and then Thursday or Friday we'll be back with the tape podcast where we'll delve into what actually helped the Seahawks win this game other than the kind of live reaction ramblings that we've had here as we enter 3.20am UK time and I start to regret having a coffee but thank you everyone and uh, we appreciate you goodbye and yeah let's fly MVG, no. We won it first.